Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. The Vikings game just ended. What you think? Let's hear it. It's Vikings Vent Line. Call us at 651-646-8255 or tweet us at Score North. Vent, this is Vikings Vent Line. Cook and Ham in the backfield on first and goal. They fake the pitch, Cousins throws, Enzo, grabbed by Irv Smith, the rookie. On second and two, River, under pressure, lost the ball, it's on the ground, and picked up by the Vikings. Down the sideline, to the end zone, Ifadio Denebo for the touchdown. And welcome into a Sunday evening edition of Vikings Event Line. It's uh, Zolgad, Manny Hill. Uh, and if you're watching us on uh, Twitter, Twitch, or Facebook, we appreciate that. If you're listening on Score North, we appreciate that. No matter where you are consuming the content, you can call in and weigh in on what uh, just transpired. Vikings 39-10 to over the L.A. Chargers in Carson, California. 651-646-8255. 651-646-8255. And if you um, uh, did not see the final score, I'll repeat it slowly because... I would say that we are not surprised the Vikings won Manny Hill. Mm-hmm. I would say 39 to 10, a 29 point victory on the road. Hey, give the Vikings credit. It's impressive. But um, it's always nice when your opponent basically spends the second half saying, think we're done here. Yeah. <laughs> think we're going to make some business decisions here. Yeah. They, uh, the Chargers were awful in that second half. And, and really, Judd, we, we talked about it at halftime. The turning point of this game was the last highlight that AJ, producer AJ, just played coming into the show. Adenic Bo's uh, scoop and score. Mm-hmm. That changed the entire landscape of the game. The Chargers were driving. They were in position to score uh, before the end of the first half. And if they get a field goal there, it's 13-12 to 12 Chargers at the half probably. Mm-hmm. And maybe we're, we're looking at the second half differently. Um, that That was the turning point of the game right there. And it's interesting because... That almost negated the Kirk Cousins interception, which in itself could have been the turning point of the game um, if the Chargers had ended up with a, with a lead at halftime. But um, yeah, credit to the Vikings in the second half and that uh, the touchdown that they scored to go up, I think it was thirty two to ten. Mm-hmm. Remember, I said here in the studio, I, I said just go down the field if you're the Vikings, go down the field because I think they had forced another turnover, or or the Chargers turned it over on downs or something like that. And I said, 
okay, Vikings offense, go down the field, score a touchdown, dagger this team, and send everybody home. And that's exactly what they did. They took care of business in the second half. It was really impressive. Stat of the day, if you are the uh, Chargers, at least, or you're a Vikings fan, stat of the day, seven turnovers yeah. by the Chargers. Phillip Rivers, the savvy old veteran quarterback, three picks today. Melvin Gordon, what, two fumbles? And then finally was benched for a substantial period of time. Yep. But yeah, you're right. The Vikings, God bless, just like Detroit, mm-hmm. presented with an opportunity they won big or convincingly, but uh, I'm sure most people have seen by now that the Packers beat the Bears today at Lambeau Field, and so now a week from uh, tomorrow night, Packers and Vikings will be playing at U.S. Bank Stadium in what will be a huge game, and I'm guessing that that will be, if not well played, hard fought by both teams. Yes, absolutely, and, and I think the Packers know, I'm sure the Packers saw the Vikings take care of the Chargers today, and I think the Packers will be coming into U.S. Bank Stadium next week with the mentality of let's try and dagger this team and put put the division. I mean, the Packers have the inside track for the division. All they have to do is win their last two games against uh, the Vikings and, and, and the Lions. Or, you know, if both teams finish tied at the top, then the Packers would have the tiebreaker. But if you're Green Bay, you're coming into that game next week with, with the thought of, you know, putting this division to bed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and the Packers are also trying to play for um, a first round bye too. And if the playoffs started today, they would have they'd be the two seed. In the Vikings would get the Saints, correct? Yep. In New Orleans. Yep, that's right. Vikings Vent Line, TCL Broadcast Studio, 651-646-8255. 651-646-8255. We will be here uh, taking your calls as long as you feel like calling in and talking about uh, what transpired between the Chargers and the Vikings. Let's start with our friend Ben in Florida. Hello, Ben. How are you? Hey guys, really good. Um, I don't want to like discredit the, the seven takeaways. Anytime you get seven takeaways against any team, um, I feel it's all impressive. Uh, the um, I will say this though: Daniel Hunter is massively underpaid right now. <laughs> oh yeah, that yeah. Guy, <laughs> that that guy just swung people around. He took the he basically took over the ball game. Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers was so scared he dropped the football. He didn't fumble. He just said, "You know what? You want it? You take it. I'm done." Hey, I don't blame Philip Rivers. If I saw a guy that big coming at me, and based on what he did in the game, I would have dropped the ball myself personally. I would not want to get hit by that guy. Um, yeah, he's being massively underpaid. And Kirk Cousins played a good game. The interception was bad, but. He played a good game. You know, Hunter played a great game, and that's how this team won by 30-plus points. Um, and I can't wait for the Packers next week. You know, everyone's thinking, and Green Bay has been kind of skating by with these not-so-impressive wins. Mm-hmm. I, think, I, I personally think the Vikings can win that game. I do, too. If you know, Hunter plays like that, they will definitely win that game. So. All right, Ben. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, and let's not... Uh, if we're going to hand out, hand out um, defensive platitudes, Manny Hill, yeah. let's not forget the play of the guy that we brought up about 17 times in the studio. Eric Kendricks, oh, going back out west, huge. was massive today. Yeah, and he has had all year. he has had a fantastic year. Yeah. yeah, he has had a great year. But Hunter was great. Kendricks great. The secondary is leaky. The, the, the secondary scares you a bit, but that defensive front still, or mm-hmm. part, or f- parts of what basically constitute the front seven, there are parts of it that are really damn good. And yeah. Hunter and Kendricks are two of them. Yeah, we saw Everson Griffin get some pressure on Phillip Rivers too. I mean that the front, I, I think the front seven of the Vikings 
is is the strength of the defense right now. And you got Harrison Smith back there in the seventh secondary too, and that helps. But and Harris is the, a good safety back there. Yeah, yeah, he's but still, the cornerbacks, still very good. The cornerbacks the corners, are going to scare you. Yeah, the corners, the corners are an issue, and they're going. I think they're just they're going to continue to be an issue. I mean, it's. I like that Mike Hughes is getting more playing time um, than Xavier Rhodes, and we saw Xavier leave the game. Uh, today with uh, look like a calf situation. He cannot run at this point. Yeah, this I is mean, just he cannot run at this point. Yeah, I mean I, I like that Mike Hughes and Holton Hill are getting more playing time, but I think at the end of the day they're just it's that's just going to be the weak part of the defense for the rest of the season until you know that that's going to be fixed in the off season. Think about that that though for a second. Did you ever think during Mike Zimmer's time as head coach of this team we would ever have a conversation yeah. saying what you just said? I know. Now I can see where it took a step backwards, and we're talking about wow, it's not as good as it once was. But you're right. Right now, that secondary defense. and those corners are the weak, the weakness of the defense. Yeah, it's and, remarkable. And if that front, if that defensive front does not get pressure, mm-hmm. and they got good pressure today on Philip Rivers, and they forced him into some, into some bad throws, and credit to credit to the Vikings for that. But if that front, Judd, is not getting pressure on the quarterback. These corners are just—they're going to get—they're going to get exposed every single week. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Viking Vent Line is the show. The location is the TCL Broadcast Studios. I'm Zolgad. He is Manny Hill. And now let's go to our buddy in South Carolina. Hi, Dave. What's up, guys? How you doing? What's up, Dave? Not much. I just had to call. I I said forty. It was thirty nine. So y'all want y'all to continue to nice call me the Dalai Lama here? Yes. <laughs> Uh, I said it would be a nice win. I also said to Kendricks and Barr, I think uh, Barr also had a, a quality, had a really good game as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he did. You know, I think um, we're starting to see the pressure. We've been talking about a judge for a couple months. Um, I think we got more depth on the defensive line. I think we're getting more stunt and blitz in this inside. I think you saw that today. I think it, uh, I don't care if he's a Hall of Famer or not. When you see middle pressure like that all day, and yes. with the way that edge pressure is, like y'all talked about. You know, he's not comfortable back there. So um, I think that was a big indicator. Um, I am a little concerned about the secondary. Uh, I still think Mike Hughes is a good ball player. And I'm going to tell you, I really like this Chris Boyd get a kid on special teams. I agree. And I think that um, I think we're doing a good job. And that was my surprise today was, you know, how well we played on special teams with Booney and uh, Abdul having to, uh, you know, do dual roles. So, and also, I don't know if anybody's mentioned this, but, I thought the offensive line has really continued to play well, uh, a lot better. And um, how about Kirk? The run blocking's been good, too, yeah. That's yeah, absolutely Kirk correct. The, uh, how about Kirk with the bootleg and decide he's going he's gonna to slide, and then he says, you know what, I'm going to take it to the house. Yeah, it's, not, almost, it's not pretty, but what the heck, right? It works. <laughs> but anyways, guys, I'm just um, – here's my thing. Yep. So, Got to be Green Bay so that we can avoid going to New Orleans. Yep. So let's just worry about beating Green Bay. And then uh, let's go to Green Bay in the first round and take it, unless we get lucky. And uh, maybe they lose you know, to the Lions in that last game. But I think we're going to show the country how good we are and how fraudulent the Packers are. I think it's coming up a week from Monday night. So. All right, Dave, thank you. Thank you. I think the Vikings should win that game. I think the Vikings at home are a are a better team. Yeah. But as you said before, the way this all plays out and stacks up, it's going to be really hard because you're, you're going to if you beat the Packers still, you you need some fortune. Yeah, if you're the Vikings, you need some fortune at that point. Yeah, I I think Judd, I think for this team to go on a run, they've got to find a way to get one home game in the playoffs. 
And that obviously would have to mean that they win the division. And it's it's going to be tough, I think, for them to win. You're, you're, you're asking them to beat Green Bay next week, which is certainly possible. And right now I would pick them to beat the Packers. I agree. But then you're back home against Chicago, which you should be able to win that game. It could be tricky, but Chicago, you should be able to win that Chicago's game. Chicago's not going to quit here. That's the right. one thing. Right. They're and not then, quitting. But then, on top of that, you're asking the Packers That's to go into problem. Detroit against a team that has completely checked out on their coach, yes. the Detroit Lions. That team is trying it's to a get... Lot to ask. That team is working very hard, and I think successfully, to get Matt Patricia fired. Right. So good luck there. Yeah. So, I mean, even and, if and you the beat Bears, the Packers next week... I don't week, think the Bears are going to quit. No, they won't. I think they're actually going to come here and try. I, they I, tried today. Yeah. I firmly believe, Judd, that the Chicago Bears, with the success that they've had against... The Vikings, yes. the last season and a half, going back to last year winning two games, and this year as well, the Vikings playing their worst game of the season in Chicago. I think that the Bears, that defense especially, and I know they're banged up, Roquan Smith out for the year, mm-hmm. but I think they think, even if it might not be true, they think that they are in the Vikings' head, particularly <laughs> the head still, of the quarterback. And they might be. And they might be. And and I think the but Bears well, at isn't. least believe that, and they're they're going to approach that Week 17 game with right. that thought in mind. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Richard in Miami, you're up next. Hey, what's up, bud? Not much. How are you? I'm all right. I was very impressed, but but I wish they played this way all through the whole season. But it is what it is. Give them the Chargers more often than they might, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, but I was very impressed to see all these turnovers, all these fumbles, everything happened in our favor. I love that Kirk Cousins scrambled. I was like, I almost, my mouth fell to the floor and I couldn't pick it back up. But, you know, hey, we got the W and I'm happy. Skull. Thanks, Richard. Appreciate the phone yeah, call. Man. Yeah, the Cousins thing was amusing, but, you know, keep in mind, Sean Mannion's your backup quarterback. Yeah. So let's try and keep, and I know you know Kirk is Kirk is a um, is a guy who's been pre, uh, pretty much throughout the course of his career an Iron Man quarterback, which yep. is fantastic. Yep. I, I wouldn't tempt fate too much. No. If and, you can slide, just slide. You've got the protection. And Kirk, yeah. the only the only mistake that you've made sliding so far was the Chiefs slide where you slid early. Yeah. So you know, figure out where the marker is, and then just go go down. Well, and the other thing too, when you consider that you've had that you had two bad snap exchanges with your center today too. Yeah, but we found out his hand was cut. That might have been <laughs> that might have been part of it too. Seven problems. But my point though is that you know Kirk does have a history with fumbling football. Well, he he scrambled in Lambo earlier this season yep. and tried to dive forward and fumbled. and fumbled the ball. That's another good point. So I just don't need to see it a lot. It's funny, yeah. but we don't need to see it a lot. Yeah, just just slide down. Make sure you're across the first down marker first yep. and slide and everybody will be happy. A Vikings vent line. If you'd like to participate, it's this easy. You just pick up your uh, cell phone. You dial 651-646-8255 and you are on with us just as Matt in Iowa is right now. Hello, Matt. Evening, fellas. How are we doing? Great. Uh, definitely the season of giving, and apparently the Chargers felt like giving seven turnovers today. Uh, How about that? I guess, the, right? Isn't that nice? Um, Christmas came a little bit early. Uh, Cole in the stocking for it, apparently the entire Chargers team. Um, I had two questions for you guys. So I want to give a shout-out to uh, something I saw on your website. I was reading that web content. Your Thank article you. about 
the cornerback rotation, and I think I think that was evident today. And I know Kyle earlier mentioned Chris Boyd. I thought he played well, and we know that he, what Hughes and Waynes you know can do if if they get on the same page, especially with, uh, you know with the safeties, which we saw a little bit of breakdown at times earlier in the game, but they definitely seem to figure it out. Um, I guess my 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 main question is about the defense. In years past, we've seen this Viking defense kind of start to sputter down the stretch, and as you look at what they played today, like on the on the defensive line with Watts and Weatherly and Igdenabo, um, and the way that Eric Wilson has played, uh, that depth and that freshness has got to help this team uh, close out the season. And I, I would think would be a huge boost to them in the in the postseason because it's something I don't think they've had the past few times they've made the playoffs. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate the phone call. You know, uh, Manny, as if memory serves me correctly, they've tried this before. Mm-hmm. They did it. I, I want to say they tried a pretty much wholesale defensive line rotation at the start of the, it might have been 2017. Mm-hmm. And Zim went from saying, I love this idea, to saying, uh-uh, too much. But yeah, if you can put in fr- fresh guys. The other difference, too, is in the, uh, as far as the tackles go, their tackles, their starting tackles now aren't what they once were. Right. You know, when Linval was playing. Linval football, mm-hmm. you hated to bring him, him out. It's more tempting now. Yeah. So I do think that there is a case to be made that the rotation now makes more sense with where guys are potentially in, in their career. Or Shamar Steffen, who's a nice player, but certainly not a dominant player. Mm-hmm. If Shamar Steffen comes out, you don't say to yourself, oh, the step down is enormous. Yeah, well, I, I think you have to look at it the same way you look at the corners. Right? Like, you... you we're at a point now where now I don't think the drop off with Linval Joseph this year has been equal to the drop off of Xavier Rhodes. Certainly, I think Linval's still a very playable, agreed guy out there. But he's but, not who he once was. But he's not who he once was. He's coming off. He just had the the meniscus surgery right a few weeks ago, and he's and still coming back from that. And that's a big part of it too. Mm-hmm. So you want to? I think you do. If you're Mike Zimmer, you do want to rotate guys in, keep you know, keep guys as fresh as possible. And and I think that will that will keep that part of the defensive line fresh, keep them productive, and I think it'll make things easier for Daniil Hunter and, and um Everson Griffin coming off the edge too, because if you can get guys pressuring up the middle, it's gonna free things up for those for those defensive ends and allow them to get more pressure and, and maybe finish off some of those sacks too. So I think you know, you just have to try and keep guys as fresh as possible. Much like what you're doing with the with the corners. I mean, Xavier Rhodes has been terrible, and now he's just banged up and he can't run, like you said. So you got to have other guys that you're rotating in there, and and you know you got to try and and utilize as much depth as you can. Six five one six four six eight two five five Vikings vent line. Let's keep rolling through these phone calls as we talk about the uh, Vikings victory over the Chargers. John in Manhattan, you're up next. How are you, John? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, I think I've said this before, but this this Zimmer team, their wins are just boring to me. Like John, you got to take them. Well, I'll take sure. I'll take them. And yeah. you know, I was I was wrong. But like that's all the all the losses. Oh, they just missed X, Y, and Z, and then these wins. I don't know. It was nice to see the defense step up. But it just felt like, again, it felt like the Chargers were overmatched from the first moment, and we were just watching that. If I truly did have a vent, though, mm-hmm. why is Laquan Treadwell getting playing time? If they need a body, 
I don't know if Josh Dawson just couldn't learn the playbook or what, but why is he on the field? Kirk throws to him on the flea uh, flicker. John, you're he's not. Trying, yeah, I know. You know, he's I know. John, John, I can't help you here. I can't help you because you're not wrong. You're I have, no, the choir, I have no idea why. I don't get it. Yeah, you're right. I don't Thank get it. I, I don't get that. But but keep in mind, yeah. Zim, Zimmer's teams, if they get boring wins as a Vikings fan, you should not give a darn. Because how many times no. have, how many times have we seen the Vikings go into a game like they played today? The Chargers don't give them gifts. Uh their kicker on the first PAT hits the upright and all heck breaks loose. So right. I would Detroit. I mean, that Detroit game was awful. It made me want to cry. I was so bored. But if you're a Vikings fan, ultimately, you got the win, and you really shouldn't care. No, but two years ago, the Rams game at U.S. Bank Stadium, or three years ago, whatever you want to call it, before the, the, the Minneapolis Miracle game, yep. that was a game that you saw that game and you said, this team is special. They can do something. I agree. Nine, you're right. The Niners game. This season, they're not doing anything that inspires me to think that they're going to do anything when it comes to the playoffs because they never seem to have that that killer instinct. Thanks, John. Talk to you tomorrow? Yeah, you know it. All right. Talk to you then. (laughs) John, loyal, loyal. Vent line, both both post-game and weekday caller. No Manhattan uh, traffic. Behind him, no, time. and it was disappointing because yeah. ordinarily it's horns and sirens, and yeah. I know what he's saying. And this mm-hmm. league is filled with really bad teams, but the problem is this. And, and I'm I'm the one who's been saying all year long that a lot of these games give me no idea. To John's point mm-hmm. of where this team stands right now, but this is the type of game, Manny, where we've seen Vikings teams go in and melt. Yeah. So they scored, what, 39 points today? Yeah. So I'm torn here because can I say that I expect this team now to take the the momentum that it's gained from its wins in 2019 and make a playoff run? I absolutely can't. I don't know. This might be the Twins. Mm-hmm. This might be go for football sans the Penn State win. You know? that's yeah. a, that, There were a lot of wins that you said to yourself, what does this mean? But you also, I'm hard-pressed to criticize a team that went on the road Played a really bad team. That team folded, and you got thirty nine points. Yeah, and you forced seven turnovers. I mean, yeah. that's. I'm not. I can't sit here and criticize them for it. Why seven would I? turnovers. That's why would we? I mean, and we can make all the the Chargers just being the Chargers jokes, and Philip Rivers throws picks, and he's got eighteen picks on the season. By the way, oof, that's a lot. That but, performance today by Melvin Gordon by Rivers by a lot of guys. Was yeah, awful. I mean, and and. And the Chargers deserve to be dragged through the mud by their fans and by the media out there. They deserve to be dragged through the mud by their performance today. They were terrible today, especially in the second half. Yep. But you force if you're the Vikings, you forced seven turnovers today. You made it happen. I mean, it was granted well, it was don't against forget, a team that you you threw a pick near the end of the Yep. of the first half that could have come back and bitten you yep. very, very badly. Yep. And the Chargers could have driven down and either scored a touchdown or taken the lead, if I'm not mistaken, with a field goal, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you got it, and then you forced forced the Chargers to give up the football, literally, Rivers to just because drop Rivers the dropped the football. He was scared of Daniel Hunter. So good for you. Yeah. 
651-646-8255. Let's go to Ali. What's going on? Hey, Judd, it's Ali out here. I was at the game. I didn't meet Matthew Collar, so I didn't complete my mission. Sorry about that. I was at the game. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I was at the game. I did meet the New York Times columnist for the Vikings, so that wasn't fun. Uh, But you're right. How many times have the Vikings lost a game like this? So we shouldn't care how we won it. We just won it. We got past it. It's great. But there must have been three, four, five times that Phillip Rivers was right about to get sacked, and he just threw it up in the air for the receiver, and our cornerbacks couldn't get it. So... Thank you. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, yeah, he was tossing the ball up, and the Vikings were picking it off, not dropping it. Yeah, I mean, that's... This is, look, to me, it's this simple. These last two weeks, Manny Hill, get you to the Packers, mm-hmm. which is the game I'm excited about. It's It sets you up for the Green Bay Packers. And I feel like in sports now, and I don't know if this is me being the old man or what, but I feel like in sports now, if we look at what the Twins just did this past year in a division that, for the most part, stunk, mm-hmm. right? Or the Gophers, Gopher football. They beat up on a ton of really bad teams. Yep. Uh, but I feel like now, when talking about the Twins, Gophers, and now Vikings, that it really is, okay, if you win those games, good for you. Now let's get to the game that means something. Mm-hmm. The Gophers, that, that that was Penn State, and then unfortunately for them, ultimately Wisconsin. Yep. Uh, the Twins, that was the playoffs probably, right? Yeah, but to, swept. But to me now, the next step, and it's going to be, I think the Vikings can win this game, and, and I think they'll probably, when the spread comes out, be favored by about two or three. But to me, this was all about now, get to that Packers game. And now let's see. Yeah, and, and I think when they get to the playoffs, Judd, because I think they're going to they're going to make the playoffs. The, the only way they can miss the playoffs now is if they dump these last two games and the Rams went out. Um, and the Rams have been awful today. They're going to lose today, but yeah, nice effort. Um, it, I think when you when this team gets to the playoffs, to me, it, it's going to say a lot how they perform in the playoffs because they're going to be on the road. I think I think the Packers are going to win the NFC North. The Vikings are going to have to go on the road, I think, in the playoffs. I think if you can, wild card weekend. I think if you could get to Green Bay, you can win that game. You can win at that Lambeau game. Field. I, there's no way, and I know the Saints aren't the Saints, but there's no way that I'm going to favor you on on the road or give you a huge chance mm-hmm. in the Superdome. I can't do it. But, and and this leads me to my question for you: If let's say they get matched up with the Saints in the first round, the Saints get the three seed, Vikings are the six. Mm-hmm. What will it say if they lose that game, but they but they perform well? And ultimately, the reason why they don't win the game is just because it's a road game against Drew Brees and Sean Payton. But they compete. The game is tight. It'll, and the Vikings yeah. just end up coming I up short. Because, because for me, it's I think if they go into New Orleans in that game, if that's the matchup, and they just get blown out of the building, which is certainly possible... Yep, that would really, I think, really ultimately buzzkill the season. The expectation for me of this team currently, though, with the talent that they do still have, remains high. Mm-hmm. So I think if you go out in the first round, it's disappointing for sure. Yeah, I mean, this whole thing was originally built on the premise that it could be a Super Bowl team. I don't feel that, but if you go in now and you lose by a touchdown against the Saints, for instance... It's disappointing mm-hmm. because there was an expectation the day that Cousins signed 
that that he was sort of the cherry on top of okay the offense now works and and what's weird about this entire conversation is the whole thing is flipped now yeah 39 points today uh, obviously the uh defense did a good job forcing uh uh, the ball uh, to get the ball, but the fact is, you know, this defense, while still I think solid, as we talked about, the cornerbacks now are a weakness. But yeah, if they go in and lose first round, it's a disappointment. Yeah. Chancy and Fargo, thanks for holding. What's going on, Chancy? Hey guys, gotta say I'm a little jealous of all the purple in the sunshine out there. Being back here in Minnesota, how about but, uh, that, Chancy? It looked like they were having fun. You know, if, I don't know if there's a way to track this, but the Vikings have to be getting up there in one of the better fan bases to travel. And I don't know how they, again, with secondary ticket markets and whatnot, track that. But uh, it's pretty impressive when you look at that in the Kansas City game and some other games you see on TV. Anyway, what I was going to say, my favorite play of the game was the Cousins' deep pass to Diggs. And the reason is we've seen them dominate teams multiple times this year, even compared to the Detroit game last week. But... It seems like once they've built the lead and uh, a couple touchdowns, they just are content to run, run, punt, run, run, punt, run, 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 punt. Yep. And I was just happy to see him put the pedal down and blow somebody out and yeah. take one more shot and pound that nail into the coffin. And that just felt good. And I, so I give, I want to collapse to Stefanski there if that was his play call, but just pound the nail. Why, why even leave the door open by a hair? And they have done that sometimes this year. So that was a nice change. I got one thing for you guys to think about going into the playoffs. I was thinking about this today. I think there might be a strategic shift needed by our offensive uh, strategy, uh, Kubiak, Stefanski, and Zimmer. And I don't know if they can do it or not. But, you know, at the start of this season, they were really built around Delvin Cook, uh, his screen game, his running, everything. Mm -hmm. Well, obviously, he looks hurt. Mm -hmm. And even when he has played the past few weeks, he hasn't looked as explosive, in my opinion. It looks like he's a little more tentative with – whatever injury he's dealing with. And now you got Thielen coming back. you got B.C. Johnson, who's kind of proven himself to be reliable. I would like to see them go into the playoffs and shift, not completely away from the run, but to a little bit more of a, a three-wide passing attack where you could have B.C. Johnson, Diggs, and Thielen playing together, still run the ball, but not be focused on the idea that it's going to be the Delvin Cook show. And if you really believe that Cousins has turned the corner and he's an MVP candidate, or he's one of those top QBs, that should not be outrageous, especially if you're thinking you might have to outscore Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees. So what do you guys think about that? Thanks a lot. Thanks, Chancy. Good call. Yeah, well, I think the key for Kirk Cousins' success, regardless of who's in the backfield, is the play-action pass. I mean, we've been talking about that forever, right, Judd? And that was like, huge again today? Yeah, yeah it absolutely. was major again today. I think the best way for Kirk Cousins to have success is going to be the play-action game, bootlegs, mm -hmm. getting the ball, you know, him being able to get the ball out quickly, which he has a tendency, you know, and today, there was a couple times today, and, and you highlighted it, uh, where he held onto the ball a little bit too long. There was a couple times in the first half, especially, where he... Dropped back, and he, the protection was really good, and he was just holding on to the ball a little bit too long. Kirk still does that a little bit, but ultimately, for Kirk Cousins to have success, the play-action game needs to be the huge part of the game plan, and I think that's whether Dalvin Cook's in the backfield or not. Now, now, healthy Dalvin Cook makes things better for you. Yep, It's obviously more talent on the field for you, but I, I think ultimately, this is a this is a passing team. They should be a passing team. You've got a quarterback that has the ability to to push the ball down the field and make accurate throws. 
You have two of the best wide receivers in the NFL, one of them back now off of the injury. We'll see how he looks down the stretch here. But this is this I think that this should be a passing team with a run with the run game being a huge complement to it. I think the the play action pass here, I think, is the big is the most important thing for this offense to be successful. And if if you did not see it, Dalvin Cook went out in uh, what early third quarter today again, mm-hmm. and they're calling it a shoulder this time. It's the second time in three games in which Cook has been forced to leave because of what they at least initially diagnosed or called a shoulder. But I think it all goes back to the chest injury that he suffered uh, the week before the bye against Denver. Yeah. And Chancey nailed it. The thing is, he doesn't look the same. Right. When he is playing, he does not look the, the same. Uh, Boone, who's a third string back, came in today because Madison is out with an ankle that he suffered last week against Detroit. And, uh, yeah, the Cook the Cook injury to me now becomes an, an issue because if you recall in week two at Green Bay, he tore the Packers apart, yep. and he was great in that game. And you know what? I believe that, that uh, Mike Boone today against the Chargers was absolutely just fine. He can play. Uh, I believe that if Dalvin Cook is is um a curtailed and carries as he was against Detroit. That's absolutely fine because Detroit basically does not care. Mm-hmm. The Packers are going to. So I'm very curious now. And are we to the point where you have to sit cook? And, and I, I think it keeps going back to a pain threshold thing. Yeah. But one, Manny, he does not look the same. The other concern is this to me. Today, he got hurt. And teams almost inevitably will say, so-and-so is hurt, his return is questionable. Yeah. Very rarely, unless it's a concussion, and this was not that, right. very rarely do you get a declarative, he is out. And you got that immediately today. I wonder if that was... So I don't know. This, but, yeah. but this is, if Dalvin Cook is going to look like Dalvin Cook has since Denver against the Packers, then you are going to have to get some of that production from somebody else, and I don't know that your two backup backs are the guys to do it. I wonder if the Vikings were playing the Packers today if Dalvin Cook would have been ruled out that quickly. I don't think he would have been. Probably not. But he has not, Chancey's point is correct. Oh, yeah, He has 100%. not looked the same since that. Yeah, 100%. And this, and this yeah. is a guy who is instrumental to your offensive success yeah. against good teams. And And if he is not going to be the same... Next week against the Packers, it and and it it may not be it may not sound fair, but I think it's going to put and this is goes back to what I was saying about the play action pass. If Dalvin Cook's not going to be the Dalvin Cook that this team needs, then the play action's not going to scare him nearly as much. Prob- it's probably not. Problem. But but and and unfortunately, and rather it's fair or not, it's going to fall more on the quarterback, Judd. He's going to have to, I mean, because part of the reason why they lost that game in Green Bay for as great as Dalvin Cook was that day was because Kirk Cousins played terribly. A good, uh, a healthy, and at the top of his game, Dalvin Cook is among the best running backs in the mm-hmm. National Football League, and he makes play action positively scary. Yeah. If if he is playing at 50% or not playing, it changes the dynamic against good teams. Yeah. Because the Chargers, you can do it. Yep. Mike Boone could eat up the Chargers. We saw that. Mm-hmm. 651-646-8255. Our buddy Brian. Hey, Brian, what's going on, man? Hey, Judd. Hey, Manny, what's up? What's up? So, uh, really relieved because I thought this was going to be a trap game. Because uh, we 
don't play well on grass and everything else. And then, yeah. of course, Chargers have been playing everything close. So, so relieved that they did what they did today. But two questions. Do you think our screen game is getting exposed because Ingram just hung back off reef and intercepted that pass? Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, I just I I wonder if that's getting more exposed because teams know we're going to be doing that. And the other thing is, why aren't we blitzing more on quarterbacks like Philip Rivers? And since our secondary is so weak, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it'd, it'd make more sense, I I think, to bring more guys up. Yeah, you still have your guys playing man on man, but it would be rushing the throws, right? So it just you know I. We've it made more sense when we were blitzing a lot because you know like today Philip was forcing the throws and that was forcing the interceptions and Harrison and and uh, Harris were great back there mm-hmm. so I, I you know and the fact that the Falcons beat the Forty ers today that kind of throws everything into uh, this conference a, is a loop on absolutely screwy Brian. Oh, it's it's completely it's, screwy. It's, it's, well, and then the Rams getting just obliterated by Dallas. I, I know. Just, oh, I mean, it's just. I mean, it's good for us, you know, in the long run. But I just think with our next two quarterbacks, with Rodgers, especially Trubisky. Trubisky is horrible under blitzes. Yeah. You know, and Rodgers today, what I saw wasn't that great when he was getting pressured either. He's not the same. I think Collar's right. He's not the same Rodgers of old. No, he's not. You know, he's not. So. He's still he's still good. He is no longer great in my mind. I think that is exactly yeah. right. You know, and he doesn't have the receivers. He doesn't have the, um, it's, uh, you know, I've watched Tom Brady and I've watched Aaron Rodgers and they're starting to know their age, yep. which, I mean, I'm older than they are, so I mean, God love them for being able to do it as long as they can. But <laughs> so, aren't we all, man? <laughs> aren't we all? Hey, Thank- I still live like a thirty-year-old. <laughs> Talk to you, Brian. Bye. Um, yeah, in fact, this game just went final. It was uh, final Atlanta twenty-nine, 49ers twenty-two. I, I cannot, for the, the life of me, figure out the Atlanta Falcons. And then the score of the uh, I'm trying to find it here: the Rams and Dallas. That was like 44 for the Cowboys, 21 for the Rams. I have no idea. Uh, Judd, I can't figure out the Falcons. Well, explain the conference to me. Yeah, I know. And the Falcons seem seem to care sometimes. Yeah. And then for a large portion, they were a complete mess, so I don't know. They they come into U.S. Bank Stadium in week one and get obliterated by the Vikings. The Vikings only have to throw the ball ten times. They get blown out in Houston and they lose a bad one at home to like the Rams and things like that. Then they go to New Orleans and win. I know. They kick the crap out of Carolina and get and get Ron Rivera fired. And well then, it's uh, to your point, if you bring there is no team in this conference that if you bring them here scares me. Yeah. Going there, mm, different story. Could be tricky. Yeah. But here, Josh and Grand Forks. Go ahead. You're hey on. guys, how you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. How are you? Oh, so excited to talk to Sports Dad. I missed you last week. I called in and you weren't there. I'm sorry, Josh. Sports Dad is here. What can I do oh, for you? Well, anyway, uh, long story short, uh, talking off of your topic, I think we actually have the scariest place to go, and our last two games are at home, and I think that helps the Vikings. Mm-hmm. So glad we got the win. It was you know, some people say ugly or whatever. I don't care. It's still a win. I'll put it in the bucket of wins, and we'll just move on from there. Yep. And um, the NFC is 
kind of a hot mess right now with all the losses going around, which doesn't make sense. But the main thing I wanted to ask you was um, kind of disappointed in the fact that we couldn't put it in the end zone. We settled for field goals. We missed an extra point. And um, I listened to you all week, you know, because I follow you guys on Facebook. We appreciate that. Thank you. All of them. And you, you were concerned. And I understood it. Like, you were concerned it was kind of a trap game. And I was, too. And then, honestly, I don't feel any kind of more positive after we won. And I'll hang up and listen, but <laughs> I'm just kind of, like, kind of feeling the same boat again. I'm like, I don't think anything was answered because Rivers basically said, hey, here's the game, here you go, and then now we're back to where we were, and we're like, great, thanks, dude. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it, Josh. All right, have a good night. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think the last part is very fair. I'm just, I don't know what to tell you because I can't sit here and rip them. They scored 39 right. points on the road and four seven um, turnovers. I'm telling you, is this just, is this just sort of sports 2019? There's just a lot of bad product out there yeah. and you can't control your schedule. So you're assigned to go play bad product, beat up on bad team. You did. And, and but his, his point, uh, is the same point that you brought up, which was the point of there were areas of that game where you said to yourself, okay, score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. When Melvin Gordon, I believe it was fumble number one, yep. and you get the ball at the Chargers' 11-yard line, right? And you get a field goal, uh-uh. I want a touchdown there. Yeah, I want a touchdown. You could have had today, uh, with all the turnovers that L.A. had, I think up to, what, about 55 points, 52 points? Mm-hmm. I wanted more points there. Yeah. If I'm the Vikings, I'm not happy about that. And because if you're going to be given gifts, yeah, then punish said team. Because guess what? When the Green Bay Packers come to town next Monday night, and if Aaron Jones puts the ball on the ground at the eleven at his own eleven yard line, and you recover, you better put that damn ball in the end zone. Yeah, because absolutely that you know the 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 L.A. Chargers, you can get away with kicking a couple of field goals early. The Packers, you're gonna need to you're gonna need to put some points on the board. You're gonna need to get in the end zone. And the a Packers, times. if if the Packers goof up, the Packers likely, likely, because I can't say with complete certainty this, they're probably not going to go away. Right. The Chargers did. Mm-hmm. The Chargers folded up their tents and went home, and that's fine. And you won, and that's great. But I don't know what to tell people about, and and this has been my point a lot about saying there are. Quite a few wins that don't tell you much, but we're to the point now where, okay, there were three games left. All I've been, basically, from the time that the Chargers came out in the third quarter and were awful, all I've been thinking about from a Vikings perspective is this, the Green Bay game. Yeah. Because it's the, it's to me, it's the game that's going to, it's at least going to inform us. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you look at, you look at who the Vikings have beat this year, Judd, Atlanta, kick the crap out of them. Bad team. Oakland, bad team. <laughs> Except they're not bad team now, but they were right. a bad team, but they're not. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hard, the hardest team Oakland in the league to figure out. Oakland was terrible that day. Oakland yeah. was awful that day. Oakland, terrible. Philadelphia didn't play a good game here. Yeah. They're at, a disappointment. At, at the Giants, arguably the worst team in the league. Mm-hmm. Eagles at home, bad secondary team that was down here's, 17 to 3 to that same okay. Giants team last I'm gonna week. Gi- I'm going to give you the, the, the rosy outlook from today. Mm-hmm. All right. You went on the road, you played on grass, you won. Yeah. If that's here today, 
I think I'm with Josh. I think I'm saying yeah. it tells me nothing. That's a good point. You go on the road. You go out west. Granted, it's your fans, but you know what? Credit to them. But you play on grass where we all know that you've not been good. There were, going into Detroit last week, the Vikings stew for a loss didn't exist to me. Right. I never looked at that game seriously. Yeah, This game I did. Yeah, James in St. Paul. You're up next on Vikings Event Line. How are you, James? I'm doing great. How about you guys? Outstanding. We're good. All right. So uh, I haven't listened to the first half of Event Line, but I'm guessing not too many people venting. Am I correct? Um. Yeah, no, no. In, in, in fact, I think the most frequent refrain that we are getting is people don't know what, what to make of the Vikings right now because these yep. last few wins have just been, meh, you know, yep. not super exciting. But I, But again, I will back them up and say they went on the road, they went out west, they played on grass, they scored 39 points. Yep, and I, I completely agree with you. But let me give you some venting about another Minnesota sports team. Uh oh. Minnesota Twins. Uh oh, here we go. I don't know. Go ahead. Oh, this is Bad Levine said impact pitching. Boys, do you remember that? Impact pitching. And you can't get in the Madison Bumgarner game because eighty five million is too much. I'm sorry. Look, they have time to turn this around, but they are losing fans by the day that they don't do anything. Um, they need to step it up because you're, you know, everyone's watching. You know, oh, the Diamondbacks get a Bumgarner for Christmas, and I don't expect, you know, Cole Strasburg. I mean, those were ridiculous, but you know, Phillies get a Wheeler for Christmas, and the Twins fans are say, saying, oh, they re-signed Caleb Thielbar to a minor league contract on the contract. third day of Christmas. The Twins <laughs> exactly. got Caleb Thielbar. All right, James, tomorrow, tomorrow, call in. We will discuss uh, thoroughly throughout the course of the day that Mad Bum is going to the Diamondbacks, okay? We'll, we'll do. One more thing. Um, at Randy's Bar, do you think they give out field goal shots, or uh, is that just touchdowns? Knowing Randy, I'm going to guess that they give out field goal shots, safety shots, kickoff shots. Oof. You name it. Any any exercise in football is a reason to do a shot at Randy's Bar. How does that sound? Well, he might be too drunk to call in and give his stud stable, but uh, tomorrow I'll say is uh, Daniel Hunter stud. <laughs> Thanks, James. We'll Bye. talk to you later. Great, great phone call. The great call. Oh, Philip Rivers dud. Yeah. Cole in Indiana. Welcome to Ventline. How are you? Hey, hey, Judd. Go ahead, you're on. You got me on. Got you hey, on. Uh, Perfect. Judd, Judd, yeah, Judd. Sorry about him driving. No worries. It's snowing where I am. Oh, be careful. Yeah, please be careful. Um, I just want to call in. I've been listening to you guys for well, a couple of years now, and I'm a diehard Minnesota fan from Indiana. But uh, I didn't want to touch about Dalvin Cook and how you guys think that he's a special player and all this. But mm-hmm. I didn't want to say the Alexander Madison and Mike Boone. I watched Alexander in college. I watched him, how good he is, how athletic he is. I watched Mike Boone in college when he went to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I know what they're capable of, and if Dalvin Cook does go down, I do know that Alexander and Mike Boone can carry this team. I do know that. Dalvin, I, I grew up watching Adrian Peterson play for nine or ten years in Minnesota. Dalvin Cook will never be Adrian Peterson. I can, I can tell you guys that right now. There's a lot of good players on this team. If Dalvin Cook goes down, if Alexander and Mike Boone will be able to step up. I'm telling you guys. And it was a good win today out in L.A. I do, I do want to say that. So. All right, Cole, thank you. Yeah, bye-bye. Drive carefully, okay? Um. I think they're just different. They're just yeah, they're, different they're very different players. And when yeah. and, and look, if you gave me the choice of the two, when um, 
when Dalvin Cook is healthy, I'll take Cook. He can do more. Mm-hmm. But they're very for different For this offense backs. especially? They're very different backs. And, yeah. and, and also, in fairness to this conversation, Adrian Peterson was perfect for the time at which he, he was drafted, mm-hmm. and then the game changed. Yep. I would never... I would never put down Peterson as far as the guy that I covered from, let's say, 2007 to 2010 or so. Mm-hmm. Manny, he was incredible. Great player. So nobody's Hall trying to say, yes. And, yep. and his skill set for that time, he was fantastic. W- was he a complete running back? No. But what he could do well, he was, yes, a Hall of Famer. Yeah, 100%. So. I mean, you know, Barry Sanders was not really a great pass catcher out of the backfield. I and mean, again, the a different era. Yeah, I don't think different people, era. I think people yeah. I think people get confused, but the game has changed so drastically and the skill sets have changed. The now. position has changed. Yes. And how the position Marshall is used Falk and used to be a changed. freak. Yeah. Like Marshall Falk was how'd you find one of those? That's a now that's the norm. Yeah. It's and it's Peterson the used to be the that's all we want. It's the expectation for that position now to be able to do multiple things. A Vikings vent line, six five one, six four six, eight two five five, six five one, six four six, eight two five five. Uh we are in the TCL broadcast studios. Nick in Blaine has been holding. Nick, you're holding no more. You are now on with uh, Judd and Manny. Ah, sports dad Manny. What's going on, Jess? Great happening? to talk to you, man. Thanks for calling. Hey man. Um, so can I quickly allude to James? I think that was a good call. Uh, you're telling me five years, a hundred mil. I, I look, I got some thoughts on this. I mean, it's a Viking show, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I needed, I need to know. Okay. Just quickly. I need to know more here. Yeah. I need to know more here because if we're talking pure contract there, I am shocked. It's that low. No, seriously. I mean, I, I thought the talks and everything was upwards towards 100 mil plus. But so did I. I digress. Let's go to the Vikes anyway. Yeah, go ahead. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, this goes to John in uh, Manhattan and actually to you and uh, Manny. I'm a little confused, gents, because you guys said there was nothing in these last games that could um, – show you that we could be a contender in the playoffs, but these last two games have been absolutely lopsided. Uh, I mean, you can say all the narratives, but we went to the West Coast. It was on grass, blah, blah, blah. I agree with uh, you. Yeah. Took, yeah, but okay. Agreed. And then uh, 29 points, guys. I mean. 39 points. Yeah, it's impressive. 29-point win, I mean. And, oh, yeah, okay. So... Uh, I'm, I'm just confused. So you're telling me both of you two, and then I'll give a couple more points of that. Sure. Uh, you, you can't tell me that there's literally nothing in the last oh, Nick, few games. No, no, no. You guys. No, Nick, 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 I agree. What I said was Detroit told me nothing. This, you go out west, on the road, on grass. No, I am saying... I. The Chargers don't exactly give me a great test of be, being a good team. But if you can travel and win in a game that your franchise, I don't want to say typically won't win, but certainly has struggled in the past, no, this today I think is impressive. And again, as far as what are we trying to look for here? If you go on the road and you do what the Vikings did, and as you said, Nick, win by 29 points, I am not going to sit here and say that's a bad win. To me, it's impressive. Okay. I'm with you here. Manny, I'm with you. Manny, you feel the same way too then? I mean, I will tell you this. I think that I don't it, when I look at the Vikings' chances of success in the playoffs, 
I think that I don't believe that it's impossible for them to get to the Super Bowl because that's the ultimate goal that was set for this team for the last couple of years, right? Right. Is to get to the Super Bowl. I don't think it's impossible. I just think that when, with the way things are shaping up for them, which it looks like it's going to be all road games to have to get there, I think that's a lot to ask. That's a lot to ask for almost any team in the NFL. And I know we've seen, we saw the Steelers in 2005, they did it. The Packers in 2010, they did it. But that's two times in how many years we're talking here. Yep. So to ask a team to go on the road all the way to the Super Bowl and win all of those games, going to New Orleans, going to Green Bay, having to go perhaps to Seattle or San Francisco, I just think it's a lot to ask. It's a very, very difficult task, and I don't think it's very likely. Okay. I mean, I, I enjoy your rebuttal, um, but I can say, I can come back with this, that the fact that the NFC and we just saw the Niners lose to the Falcons. I mean, yeah. uh, the, the parity in the NFC is ridiculous. We have a team that can, uh, you know, when you have a run game, we have an embarrassment of riches at running back. Uh, that's, you know, tongue in cheek, but I mean, if, if you have a run game and, uh, a team that can travel like this, they win in the playoffs. Now, I can say that, um, I mean, the only thing I really thought that was bad that I continue to see Mike Zimmer and his third down defense was, uh, I believe number one in the NFL the past couple of years or else top five. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing those, third and longs completed at the beginning of the game is very discouraging, but you know, what can you do? Um, but uh, all in all, I mean, to all the Bentline callers and John and you guys, uh, they're two impressive wins, man. I mean, they're, you, you completely can, you just keep with Kirk and with the Vikings in general, you keep winning the arguments that everybody has in the national spotlight that, tells us that we can't do this, can't win primetime games, can't win on grass, can't go to West Coast. I mean, I don't know. I just think we're a lot better than people are putting us out to be. So it's going to be a, a, a good season for the rest of the, the way. Thanks, Thanks Nick. Yeah, I think that's fair, too. And, and The Vikings are a good football team. Yes. They're a good football my, team. My expectations of them are actually very high. Mm-hmm. And he's that right, though. Be. The conference is goofy. Yeah. I don't know. What What I do know is that I, in my gut, I feel that if you put this team on the road for the entire playoffs, it's going yeah. to be incredibly hard, and I wouldn't pick them. Yeah. But I'm also the guy who said, if you play teams here, I probably would pick them. Yeah. If you bring the Saints here, if you bring Garoppolo here, yeah. That, that goes back to what I was saying earlier in the show, Judd, where I said, I think the best path for the Vikings to go on a playoff run is if they can find a way to win this division and get at least one home game. Yeah, and the problem there is you've got to have Green Bay really yeah. slip up because now with, with You're asking a lot the Packers for that to happen. beating the Bears today, do you really think that the Packers are going to somehow lose to the Lions in Week 17? And I just don't see that one. No, me neither. Johnny in Oakdale, you're up next on Vikings Event Line. Hi, Johnny. Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? Outstanding. Uh, I, I, I want to make a couple comments. My first comment is I enjoy listening to you guys every single day. You guys do a great job. Thank you, Johnny. Appreciate um, that. That's very nice yeah, of you. So, uh, yeah. So my question is, I've been a Viking fan for over 30 years. Um, uh, I remember the 98 game, the 98 game with, uh, Cunningham and Moss that we had, it was unstoppable. 
And then we had uh, 2001 Culpepper and Moss, and we got blown up by the Giants. So I think for us, Minnesota fan, in order for all the critics and haters to shut up, I think the Minnesota Vikings just have to go and just win the Super Bowl. I, I, I think that's the ultimate thing is just to go and win the Super Bowl so you can uh, shut up all your haters and critics. So I will hang up and listen and uh, see what your thought on it. Thanks, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, that's, I mean, yeah. that's, yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, you, you, I mean, if, let's go back to 2010 with the Packers. And remember that run they went on? Yep. On, on the road. They went to Philadelphia. Yep. And they went and blew out the Falcons and they beat the Bears in the NFC Championship game. And then, of course, beat the Steelers in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You think going into, and remember, the, that Packers team had to win in week 17 just to get into the playoffs at home against the Bears. Mm-hmm. You think going into that playoffs, you think that team didn't have doubters and haters and teams and people looking at them and saying, oh, they're going to go on the road and, and the that's going to be hard for them. And the difference now, too, is this. If you are forced to travel, this conference appears to be so tight that there's no way that you're telling me that, that home field won't play a role. Yeah. You know, it's going to be if, huge. If the Vikings were definitively just better and, and in a tougher division, and they were going to be a sixth seed, but, you know, you looked at the Saints and you thought, eh, or you looked at the Niners and you thought, eh, right? But the mm-hmm. problem is you don't. You look at these teams, and, and again, today's results, which were bizarre, which were, you know, Dallas just creaming the Rams, which we didn't see coming, mm-hmm. or the Falcons beating the Niners. All of those things, again, tell us how close, and I don't know if it's bad football. I don't know if it's, you know, the league loves to call it parody. I say it's a, a lot of mediocre teams and games, but it doesn't matter what the answer is. What matters is, do you really see home field not being a big deal? And my answer is, of course it's going to be a big deal because these teams are close. And if you put Garoppolo in an opposing dome stadium, I think he might fall apart. He might. And if I have to play him in San Francisco, I can beat him, but it becomes, I think, much tougher. Yeah, I mean, I I think if you when you look at New Orleans, for example, and I've been saying for like the last week and a half that you know after Atlanta goes in there and wins, Carolina almost went in there and won, San Francisco went in there and won last week. I've been saying, you know, I don't think it's impossible to go into New Orleans and win a game on the road. Yep. But if I'm a betting man, and if if you're presenting me with Vikings. Saints, wildcard weekend, Superdome. Mm-hmm. Judd, I'm going to pick the New Orleans Saints to win that game. Right. And I think because it's in New Orleans, it's a to. difficult place to play. The Vikings are a much better team at home well, than they are on the road. And don't also forget the fact that we are going to, in fairness to all of these conversations now, have to factor in the Vikings' past defense deficiencies. Yeah. So if you're playing Breeze and Thomas, you're really telling me you're going to stop them? You're really confident right. in that? And you know what? If the Vikings go into New Orleans and win in the playoffs, would I be overwhelmingly shocked? No. I'd be I just don't think it's very likely that they can do that. I would be surprised, not shocked. Right. If they went That's to Lambeau and yep. won in the playoffs, I agree. I would not be that surprised. No. I would not be. I'm not talking but just to be clear here, we're not talking about one game. Mm-hmm. We're talking about your Three. path to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Just to Three get there. Road games. Just to get there. And think about how difficult those places will be, those environments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking New Orleans, you're talking potentially Seattle, 
And yeah. San Francisco, listen, I know Atlanta beat them in San Francisco today, but that pass rush of the 49ers against a Vikings offensive line, which granted this season has improved, but when they when that offensive line gets matched up with a fierce, ferocious, ferocious, dominant pass rush, mm-hmm. they have trouble. So again, if I'm a betting man and the Vikings have to go to San Francisco on the road in the playoffs, I'm probably going to pick the Niners because the matchup, I think, favors San Francisco. It doesn't mean that the Vikings can't win there and that it's impossible for them to win there. I just don't think it would be very likely. It would be very, very difficult. And to ask them to have to do that three times to get to the Super Bowl, yep. sorry, folks, it's a it's a tall ask. And I know it's been done before. I know the Packers did it in 2010. I know the Steelers did it in 2005. It's happened twice in but that's not 50 years. But that's not saying that we don't think this is a good football team because right. it definitely is a good football team. They're a really team. good football team, yes. 651-646-8255. Viking Ventline is the show. TCL Broadcast Studios. Let's take a break. And if you would like to jump in before we get done here, again, 651-646-8255. Viking Ventline back after this. Us right here, right now. This is Vikings Vent Line. Call 651-646-8255 or tweet at Score North. Rivers running out of time, now puts it up in the air. It's intercepted at midfield. Picked off by Harrison Smith. So first and goal. Third and long yardage, and here are the Vikings knocking at the door again. And boom! To the end zone for the touchdown. Vikings highlights courtesy of uh, CBS today. Vikings event line is the show. 651-646-8255. We are in the TCL broadcast studios. Eric Kendricks, uh, the Vikings linebacker, absolutely outstanding today. And because of that, he'll be thrilled to know that he is our popcorn player of the game, sponsored by Popcorn in Minnetonka. Find them on the Upper Concourse in U.S. Bank Stadium, Section 325 at every Vikings home game. Fresh popcorn available in six customer favorite flavors. So Eric Kendricks... I'm sure he'll collect something for this. Not quite sure what, but he is our popcorn a player of the game. And, of course, Vikings Vent Line is brought to you by Soda Stick Clothing, Minnesota-inspired sports goods. Go to sodastick.com and use the code word VENTLINE for free shipping. That's S-O-T-A stick.com, promo code VENTLINE, and get free shipping on great Minnesota fan gear. Outstanding stuff. Um, last call again for Vikings Vent Line calls. We've been going for just over an hour here now. 651-646-8255. Vikings put up 39 points today. On the Los Angeles Chargers, they win by 29. Uh, and if we don't get another call, we are going to make Josh, who I think is calling back from Grand Forks, we're going to make Josh our final call of today's show. Josh, welcome back. What's up? Well, man, I appreciate it. It's kind of honored to be the last call. Well... No worries, and if a person calls right now, you might be usurped on that. But oh, right, but well. right, but right now, the phone—you you are the only guy on our phone call list here, so you are the last call. What is the last word, Josh, that you'd like to give us on Vikings Vent Line? Well, I was just going to protect my sports dad because I want to argue with Nick, and he was a previous caller, like two callers ago. Yeah, Nick from Coon and Rapids, good guy. Honestly, yep. I think I think sports dad's right. I still don't feel confident. In anything. Like, yeah, we blew out, well, Detroit. We'll, we'll be, you know, and then literally Rivers gave us a game. I understand their defense is taking the right stances and we're moving, but 
this is not like we should just be like, oh, everything's fine. We should still be concerned. I like the fact that you're like keeping your nose to the ground because you're sports dad. But yeah, well, you I've know, seen things I'm go wrong time. before. The Chargers, the Chargers don't. All I'm, all I'm trying to be, I'm walking a tightrope here because I'm not trying to dismiss a 39 point effort on the road. Because I think to be flippant about it and be like, of course they won by 29. No, I didn't see that. Okay, no, I didn't so, either. So I'm trying to be fair here and say, look, the Vikings did some impressive things today that they ordinarily don't do and that on yeah. Friday I was concerned about. But that being said, I also can't watch that pass defense and the cornerbacks right now, Josh, and think to myself, you know where that's going to play really well? The Superdome against Breeze. <laughs> so those are the two like, things. So like the sports that. When you were done and you saw the end score, did you feel like it was literally thirty-nine to ten? By the, did you feel like that? By the end, I, oh yes, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Right. That second half, the Chargers were done. Yes, I oh, did. Yeah, because they literally gave up, and he yep. was literally just throwing it to like anything with like a Vikings helmet. But there was a point there; it was scary because like yeah. we could tip over and go back to our old ways. And I thought that was going to happen after like her cousins fumbled. Two handoffs, which I think uh, we should be concerned about, like the center because he has now an injured finger. Yeah, his finger was cut pretty badly, and and uh, but, what they taped the two of his uh, fingers together, and I think that's why he probably had some issues with the snaps. But you know, I just want to end on a couple of other notes. Maybe you guys can talk about is like uh, the thing is like, and then I also have a couple MVPs. Maybe a joke to you, but I'll throw them up okay, after go ahead. my concern. Go ahead, Josh. But. Uh, how long is Cook going to be out? Because he should sit. We've tried this since Denver, and it, it's like start, go, start, go, and then now Madison is out. Yep. We we have Bloom, who is not bad, but he's not great. And Madison is a great compliment to Cook. Boone is not a great compliment to what we're trying to do. He's he's okay in certain and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So that makes more pressure on Stefanski and Kubiak because this is going to be a tougher stretch because these last two games really matter, and that really concerns me if, you know, Delvin Cook is out for any of those last two games, which he should be to get healthy because no matter what, odds are we should still be in the playoffs if we go even one and one yep. now with yep. the way everything's going out. But my MVP yep. for the Vikings, Stefanski and Kubiak combo. Yep. Absolute win. They've killed it. Yes, they've done a great they job. Changed Kirk Cousins. Yep. From eight, seven, and one to literally now. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud because you know what they did? They get Kirk confident. And Kirk's never had it. And he literally was fumbling the ball, threw an interception, turned around, and he just literally didn't even phase him. And I was like, I was shocked because I thought he was going to break down today. And he didn't. And I was like, wow, okay. Hey, Josh. But my overall MVP, yeah. and no one's talking about him. Yep. And I love that it was a late pick, like right before the season. Cole Quinn, greatest punter we have right now. All right, Josh, thank you. Uh, he's been good, but don't forget that Kansas City punt, which was yep. not a good punt. And that cost them. Uh, Dalvin Cook, I my answer to what Josh just said about Dalvin Cook is I don't know now. I don't know what yeah. you do here because I felt like they were trying to. They gave eighteen, I think eighteen carries, rushing attempts, and twenty touches against Detroit. Mm-hmm. And today he goes out in the third quarter. He didn't look the same, but I felt that they were trying to hold him back to a certain degree for the Green Bay game. Yeah. So I don't know. And and 
you know, the guy that we have seen since the Denver injury has not been the same guy. So are they going to try and play him against Green Bay? If they can, my sense is probably. Yeah. But are, but are you going to get the same guy that you got in week two against the Packers? My answer is probably not. And that guy against the Packers was really, really good. I tend to think they are going to play him next week because when he left the game uh, today, he went back into the into the injury tent, looked at him for a little bit, and then he was back on the sideline without his helmet, which lets you know. They keep saying you know. it's a pain threshold thing, right? Yeah, and and it looked like CBS, they kept putting the camera on him a few times, and he looked like he was in, I guess, Tim Spears. He was smiling a yep. little bit and joking around with the teammates and everything. And yep. So that makes me think that Pulling him out of this game today was more of a precaution to try and, to your point, get him as ready for the Green Bay game next week as possible because they know they're going to need him probably to win the game the, next week. They, the problem they, is he's they, not they the didn't same need guy. him. Yeah, and yeah, and that's that's the question is going to be: Can he be any sort of resemblance of the same guy mm-hmm. earlier in the season? And I I agree with you. I I don't know. It's it's really hard to tell. But I think. I tend to think, and I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to pretend to be one. Oh, you can but play I, one on, on the show. It's fine. Go right I, ahead. There's I, I tend to, you. I tend to think that he was pulled out of the game today, more of a, more of as a precaution than anything. Yep. And I'm sure he's he's dealing with it. And he's 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 probably dealing with well, some. He's pain, trying to fall right, which but, in football is a very very dicey thing to try to do. But they didn't need him to win today. No, they didn't. No, they, they didn't did need him to win today, and I and I think they knew that, and I think they they pulled him out of the game to just be safe so that he doesn't suffer any other injury or make this current injury that he's dealing with any worse because they know they're going to absolutely need him to play the Packers next week. All right, sir. I believe that our work here is uh, is complete. Don't forget Vikings Vent Line, the weekday edition with, uh, uh, with Manny, yours truly, and Danny Cunningham. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh cosmic crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars, and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel, and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.